newsflash, newsflash. All right, Amanda, do you remember a few weeks ago when we talked about BEKs? How can I forget those awful children? I have an update, Ooh. a news update from a listener. Uh, f- wait, really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is a friend of mine. She told me we could drop her name. Hi, Val. Hi, Thank Val. You. Thank you for the story. Thanks for listening. So she had an encounter with the BEKs. What? You are not going to believe this. Oh my God. Okay. Tell me. You need to buckle in. I will tell like, you right like classic now. car or like roller coaster race race car roller coaster oh. buckle in I, I got the bar i've got the, the five point buckle in okay let's go okay so this happened in small town idaho called um mccammon oh okay this was the day after thanksgiving november 25th this year this year i don't want to hear the rest <laughs> yes you do just before 11 p.m Val heard a knock on her door and children calling trick-or-treat. And she closed the door and she never opened it. She has a ring camera on her porch and she saw three children, younger children, youngish children standing on her porch. She remembered what I had said about the BEKs. Good. But then her son went to the door. But she had a storm door, so he opened the door and he talked to them through the door, through the, the storm door. door. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was one young boy and two girls. And on answering the door, he said, uh, isn't it a little late to be out? And don't you have the wrong holiday? Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Not Halloween. Right. One child replied, No. It's Halloween, isn't it? And the owner or the son said, no, it isn't. It's Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. And then one of the children said, no, it's Halloween. So the son says, well, uh, wait a minute and I'll go look if I have some candy somewhere. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> but so Val okay. said she was really mad because he gave her, he gave these kids her Lindor chocolates. <laughs> her good chocolates. So he found the chocolates. He took them back to the door in a sack and opened the door enough to like hand them the sack through the door. And then the kid said, well, aren't you going to let us in? Uh, no. And then the son said, uh, no, it's late. And your parents will be worried about you. I'm not, even on Halloween, I'm not letting strange kids in my house. But you should let us in, the child repeated. And the son said, no, good night, and closed the door. Good. On review of the ring footage, the son actually heard the boy child say, if he doesn't give us anything, you should stab him with your knife. What? Yes. And he noted that they had black eyes on the camera footage. Odd behavior, strange conversation, asked to be let in, BEKs. I would kill for that footage. I have a picture. (gasps) No! She took a screenshot of... These children. Oh my God, I love you so much right now. Thank you for screenshotting. 
time and date stamped 1042 p.m. on November 25th. Oh my God, they're her eyes are for sure black. And they're just wearing jackets. They're not even like at in that costume. time at that time of night, it is literally it will it was so super cold over Thanksgiving. I think it was like 10 degrees outside. And they're wearing jackets. No gloves, no winter hats. Don't they look like hoodies? Yes. Oh. Completely odd, odd behavior. So here's the other part of this. Val was telling one of her her friends, hey, I had this weird thing happen the day after Thanksgiving. And the neighbor, who doesn't live very close to Val, because I ask questions, the neighbor, she said, this neighbor lives about five minutes from me by car. It would have been like a 20 to 30 minute walk. Right, right. These kids knocked on her door as well. But she didn't answer the door. She didn't go to the door. She just kept all the lights turned out. But she literally said there were three of them, a boy and two girls. And Val said, oh my gosh, did they look like this? And showed the picture to, the, to her friend. And her friend went, yes. Here's the other part of this. That friend, Val's friend, works at the local school and did not recognize these three children as being anyone in the community. No. McCammon's small. Yes. McCammon is very small. You would know. They have a gas station. That's it. Yeah. They would know what kids are at their school. Exactly. There's like two kids per teacher at that kind of school. Right. And even if there was 10 kids, you know them all. You know all the families. You know who, who lives where. Val has lived there like her entire life. And Val couldn't figure out who these kids were. So, I mean, this is like, if you ask me, this is like a classic BEK story that is legitimately real, folks. Dude, I'm so scared right now because... I have never seen such concrete proof on a camera of like and the, the fact, black eyes. The fact that they were saying trick or treat oh. and it was the day after Thanksgiving. That is so bizarre. But they're so BEKs are supposed to be like kind of like human, but slightly behind in yes. some ways. So that yes. fits. Yes. Just oh. the conversation, the situation. Like I said, they weren't even wearing gloves or hats. And we're talking about a time when it would be like, 10 degrees. Uh, yeah. And if they're going 20 minutes between houses, if you're in a small town like that, even here where the houses are closer together, most parents drive while the kids are trick-or-treating so they can bring them back in the car to keep them out of the cold. Right. But this was not... No. I'm saying like, this is there's, there's, no, there's no car in the background right? of that picture. Nope. And they're suddenly just at the teacher's house and the teacher's like, I don't know any of these kids. So the son was so worried about these kids. He actually felt bad afterwards that he sent them back out into the cold and didn't let them in. So he went driving around McCammon looking for them and could not find them. If he went driving, he would have passed the neighbor's house and like... Yeah. He did not see any oh kids. He did not see anything. So... B-E-K confirmed. B-E-K confirmed, people. Oh, my God. And with Val's permission, we will post the picture yes. on our Facebook. And you know what? If you happen to listen and live in McCammon and they're your kids, tell us so we can get after them for being. Sure. Then we can say, uh, wah, 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 wah. 
We got it wrong. But no. B-E-K's, peeps. B-E. The black eyes sells it for Mother me. trucking B-E. black eyed kids. Oh. Okay. So now. Now that we've had to deal with whoo, black eyed kids again. Guess who should deal with those black eyed kids, Amanda? Someone pretty mean, right? Krampus. Yes. <laughs> Krampus could take those BEKs and like show them what's what. Oh, yeah. Naughty little children. They should. So Krampus doesn't like naughty little children? Not one bit. Why don't you tell us about Krampus, Amanda? I'm going to tell you a little bit about Krampus. Ooh. That would be awesome. <laughs> if I can keep myself alive over here. <laughs> but before I do... I'm going to pour more, because I drank all of mine listening to your BEK story. I made... It was pretty harrowing. (laughs) I made peppermint hot chocolate, but what I did is I made peppermint tea as the base for the cocoa. Oh, and it is so delicious. So it's like infused in the water in the hot chocolate, and it's... Delicious. Love it. I think I have to do this all the time now. And that's our tea for the day even though i kind of filled it with extra chocolate Yay. <laughs> chocolate peppermint so i'm gonna tell you a little bit of descriptors and all that but before i get into stories i wanted to hear some of your other foreign versions of krampus i can totally do that so i'm gonna just so so here's what you need to know about krampus okay uh he he kind of comes from the german area okay and his name comes from the word Krampen, which means claw in German, which makes sense Mm. because he's typically depicted with horns, chains, hoofs, fangs, a long pointy tongue, and these long claws. Oof. Like, it looks like the devil, but a goat. Okay. uh, He's supposed to come and ring this, like, large cowbell. Okay. So instead of the jingle bells before St. Nick, this big old cowbell. Cowbell. Totally different sounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Round them up. Time to go to the slaughter. And he basically comes before St. Nick to punish the misbehaving children. Forget coal in your stocking. This guy's coming for you. Oh, yeah. Um, Legends say that he's the son of hell from Norse mythology, like the ruler of the underworld. Oh. Yeah. And with all the rumors of hell around him the catholics tried to ban him and his holiday because they thought it was so right devilish wow the germans still celebrate krampus Mm -hmm. day which is like december 5th um the evening of and it's called krampus not krampus nacht thank you yes which means krampus night quite literally yes and they go out and they do this like Krampus run and you'll see like St. Nick go ahead of them and they all dress up as various depictions of Krampus mm-hmm. and like cause havoc through the streets, like everywhere from like beating people's knees with sticks oh. to like taking people away to their lairs. Like they are there to cause okay. mischief. Okay. Lots of mayhem. Lots of mayhem. Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. And they do this because Krampus was known to either beat children with like a birch rod he was also known to either drag them to hell or throw them down a river. Oh. Or in worst case scenarios, even eat the children. No. Yeah. Mm. So the children would set up on December 5th and they'd leave their little shoes out on the window because they didn't do stockings. Uh-huh. And they'd leave their little shoes and they'd hope that the next day they woke up with presents in their shoes. But for those unfortunate enough, they either didn't wake up in their bed at all 
or they woke up having to nurse their wounds from Krampus. Oh, gosh. Oh. Okay, that's horrifying. So this is this evil, evil goat man. Let, let's be clear. That's what Krampus is. This oh, gosh. evil goat man who comes before St. Nick or Santa or however you want to call him. And it's just like, you wanted to be bad? I got this. There's depictions of parents standing in doorways, just kind of like leaning against the doorway, arms crossed, all casual. Well, Krampus is like dangling their children above his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And like, sometimes there's this little moment where my kids are just being super hellish. I'm like, yeah, I get that. (laughs) Every once in a while, you just need to hold them up by their foot and let them squirm. (laughs) Oh, man. So I looked into, I didn't look into Krampus necessarily, but I looked into, I went down the rabbit hole of what they call anti-Sinterklaas. Anti-Sinterklaas. So it's like, obviously, the complete opposite of Santa Claus or Saint Nick. Okay. Yeah. So Sinterklaas is the German bastardization of Saint Nick. Yeah. So I found there are actually quite a few of these anti-Sinterklaas people out there. Right, which makes me wonder if they could be defined as a cryptid. Ooh. With all the sightings from around the world. I think it depends because some of these are um, man-type descriptions and others are not. Others are, like you described Krampus, as goat-like horns, hooves, Things like that. So, so tell me more. Uh, yeah. So there's Knecht Ruprecht, which is also German, and they're uh, more associated with northern Germany. Okay. It's translated as farmhand or servant Rupert or Robert. So okay. it's a bastardized form of Rupert. So servant Robert instead of Saint Nick. Yeah. Servant Robert, servant Rupert. However, Robert was a common name for the devil in Germany. Really? Yes. So, like, instead of being, like, Lucifer, it was Robert? Yes. I'm going to tell all the Roberts I know that. I don't know, yep. but I'm going to... Sorry, Robert. <laughs> so, he was also known as Ruklaus, or Rough Claws. Yep. First noted in history in the 1700s. Okay. Described as wearing black or brown robe. With a pointed hood, he walks with a limp because he was attacked or hurt as a child. And he carries a long staff and a bag of ashes. Oh. Right? So his his claim to fame, I guess you could say, is he asks children if they can pray. And if they can, the kids get apples, nuts, and gingerbread. Nice. If they can't, he hits them with his bag of ashes. <laughs> Whack! Take that. Can you pray? Uh, whack. So he doesn't have he doesn't have a bunch of switches, but he but he definitely is gonna get you. He's gonna beat you. I love that. <laughs> that I I would say is probably the most common thing theme with the, the anti Cinder Claus. Yeah, is yeah. that they'll beat you up. <laughs> no, they'll beat your naughty children up. Let's yes. be clear. They will beat the naughty children up. Okay. So the next one I found was Bell Snickle. Bell Snickle. That honestly sounds like an elf name it from really the North Pole. Bell Snickle, have you done make? Are you done making that little truck for Timmy? I'm taking my time, okay. <laughs> I have to do it right. 
Okay, so Bell Snickel actually comes from the southwestern part of Germany, and he's not a companion of St. Nick, so he travels alone. Okay. So sometimes, like you said, um, Krampus comes before St. Nick or Krampus comes with St. Nick in some of the other traditions. This Bell Snickel, no, nah, he's a lone duck. He doesn't, he doesn't come with St. Nick. He travels alone. He's his own dude. Yep. He's described as a man wearing furs, sometimes with a mask and long tongue. He's ragged and disheveled, and other, uh, other times he's wearing dirty clothes of a woman, and he carries a hazel switch. Bell Schnickel, the ultimate yeah. Christmas drag queen. Bell Schnickel. <laughs> so um, his, his stick is he would knock on the door or window and ask children a question or to sing a song. In exchange, he would toss candies, cakes, and nuts on the floor. So I guess if he, if he liked your question, the answer to the questions, or he liked your song, okay, he'd, he'd give you some good stuff. So you just have to be, like, yeah. entertaining for him. And yeah. he's like, here you go. But here's the caveat. If they ran too fast for the treats, they would get whipped. <laughs> so they had to be, like, very, like... Okay, I guess I might take that yes. instead of being like, oh, yeah. candy. <laughs> yeah, or if he whipped them and they screamed, it meant they weren't beaten often enough and they were bad children. <laughs> Why are you beating me, Mom? I need to make sure you've Spare been Spare the rod, spoil the child. <laughs> Whack! I need to make sure you're beaten enough so well, that... I know, right? <laughs> so that you don't get beaten by a weird demon man, okay? So another similarity between Krampus and, and Belschnickel that I found is that Belschnickel also has um, Klausentrieben, which is running through town. Uh. So they will... Men or, you know, older kids will run through town as Belschnickel scaring and tormenting little children. <laughs> I really Jerks. need to... You know what? I keep I I used to think I want to travel to Germany to do Oktoberfest and have all that fun, but now I want to go for, for like Krampus Fest. Yeah, I have I have literally heard that the masks that they get for Krampus in these festivals can cost like hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. Oh, I'm sure. And any, there are people that just do that for a job. I'm sure that any cosplayer would probably confirm. Oh that. hell yeah! Like that's a yeah. lot of effort. Yeah. So the next anti-Sinterklaas anti is Pierre Fortard. And I, I apologize again if I'm butchering that, but it's um, French. Pierre Fortard? Yeah. So we're going away from Germany into France. I know Pierre is Pierre, but... Fortard. Or Pierre. <laughs> It'd actually it'd probably be more Pierre. Pierre Fortard. Because it's Father Whipper. It oh. translates as Father Whipper. <laughs> So, Man, those Germans really want their kids to be. <laughs> so he does follow St. Nick or um, comes around on St. Nick's Day, which is de December 6th. Right. He is known in north and eastern region of France, south Belgium, and in French parts of Switzerland. So different, definitely a different region. Okay. He has a sinister face. Dark robes with scraggly, unkempt hair and long beard. He's armed with a whip, large stick, and wicker basket on his back. Yeah, and, and Krampus is also frequently pictured with a basket. Typically the oh. basket he uses to carry children off. That's exactly what this one's for. But unlike other figures 
anti Sinterklaas figures, he does not bring any goodies. Oh. Yeah. He goes right after the bad kids with a lump of coal or a beating with his whip and stick. There are references to this guy as far back as 1552. Whoa. Yeah. Pierre Fortard. Yeah, I wouldn't want to run into him on, you know, like St. Nick's Day. Forget it. <laughs> Just be a good girl and you won't get whipped by the evil bad man. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one, Schwarte Pet, uh, actually translate as Black Pete. Black Pete, okay. Um, he's from Netherlands, um, Aruba. He's a Dutch character early in the 1850s depicted as a black moor from Spain, so dark skin. And before it was a bad thing, people would actually paint their faces black to depict um, Schwarzepate. But in modern times, they... um, I would hope they get masks or something. Well, they do more of like smudging their face with like black ash. So it's like you have smudges on your face instead of a black face. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. Anyway, um, so he wears, and this is totally <laughs> like not like Krampus. He wears Renaissance attire with a curly wig and bright red lips. Bro, I think some of these people just saw a straight up drag queen back then. And I, like, don't, <laughs> I don't even really like, know what is going on. And they on. were like, I don't know this thing. It must be evil, like right? <laughs> like people tend to do in those times. So. Sorartepate is dating back to the 1600s and originally presented as a quite strict and as sort of a boogeyman (laughs) is much more gentle than other Saint Nick companions. So he tells stories of naughty children getting coal or a bundle of twigs for Saint Nick's Day. Okay. Or putting them in burlap sacks and carrying them away. So he does kidnap kids. But... One of the interesting things that I noted from this is because he was so far back, there was actually a mention that the black face could have been a holdover from winter solstice rituals where they do smear soot and ash on the face. Huh. And I do know there's, I know that there's a, a Ash Wednesday in Catholicism where they actually do like smudging of you know, ash and soot on the face for a ritual. So I'm like, hmm, maybe that's not so far-fetched. I, I really do think sometimes that monotheism is paganism dressed up with an eater bow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> it's like, let's all make it warm and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't need, we don't need the goat man coming at Christmas to carry our children away. No. We just want to make it warm and fuzzy. <laughs> so uh, the next one, Yul Yipuki. Yul Yipuki? Yul Yipuki. And that's hopefully like pretty accurate pronunciation. <laughs> but it translates Christmas goat or Yule goat. The Yule goat. Yay. Originally a pagan tradition. Pagans used to have to f- have festivals to honor the return of the sun. And some believe... Yul Yipuki is the earliest form of present-day Santa. Oh. Yeah. But <laughs> the Yule goat was thought to be an ugly creature to frighten children. Others think it was an invisible creature that helped prepare for Yule. 
Oh. And he was then merged with St. Nick to form Santa Claus. Okay, so kind of like a combining of creatures to make... Yeah. Which I could see, because, I mean, they do say in, like, more modern stories that Santa leaves the coal if you're a bad boy or girl, so... Right, right. So the Yul Yupuki, he wears warm red robes, but with a broad band of blue with fur... And he has a walking stick and he travels in a sleigh pulled by reindeer, but they don't fly. <laughs> Darn that's, it. That's a little caveat. They don't fly. Um, he does live in Korvatunturi, where he has his secret workshop to make toys and trinkets. And he does have elves that help due to their good nature and role as guardians of homes. What? Yeah. So there is actually pinned to this story there's actually a christmas village that's like supposedly the official christmas village in the world and you can fly there year round and see it's like an amusement park they don't have necessarily rides but they have like snowmobile things and sleigh rides come to santa's village sort of thing yes yes and it is above the arctic circle oh yeah that's really cool yeah That'd be a fun, that'd be like a cool Christmas Disneyland type of deal. Exactly. Love that. Yeah. Oh, and they, I can't remember the exact name of it. Dang it, I should have wrote it down. But they have a 24-hour live cam on the Christmas Village. So you can like watch the snow and the lights and everything else. It's kind of funny. So all of my anti-Sinterklaus stuff came from Wikipedia today. Yeah, and I got a lot of my info on Krampus from Wikipedia as well because I went looking and there are a good amount of stories about Krampus oh but they're all either by published authors so oh gotcha or they're on like different sites but the author has specifically said underneath them no use of this without contacting me and talking oh without written permission kind of thing and i don't know if you guys know this but we do our research like the week in advance for these so it's it's a time crunch we really don't have time to wait and see if an author is going to get back to us yeah so the one story i found that was posted on the internet of krampus was written by a child this is awesome (laughs) i can already tell this is going to be awesome right it's, it's kind of fun. And then okay. I kind of took liberties and created a story that I feel like would be a good way to teach kids about Krampus. Okay, cool. Okay. All, All right. right. So I'm going to start with this kid's story. And they, they don't um, specify age or name. It's just says by well-wisher. Hmm. And, this, and this is the story. Once a long time ago, there were two sisters. One called Angelina, who was very good. And one called Suthina, who was very naughty. And one Christmas Eve, the Krampus, the goat-headed monster that people say carries off naughty children, came down their chimney and stole away Suthia in a sack, leaving behind a lump of coal to show that he had been there. As if the missing child doesn't tell you. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. But Angelina loved her sister so much that when she saw her sister missing and the lump of coal, she started to cry. And when she saw the present that Santa Claus had left her under the tree, she said, Whatever my present is, I do not want it. I would rather have my sister back. Aww. But then, to Angelina's astonishment, she saw a label magically appear upon the present. And when she read the label, it said, What is inside the present may help you save your sister. Then, 
tearing open the present, inside she saw a golden pair of scissors, a candle of frankincense, and a bottle of mirth. She picked up the scissors, the candle, and the bottle. Okay. And immediately she was transported to a dark coal mine, where she saw a chain gang of children working with picks and shovels. Oh my gosh! Are you serious right now? I love, I love this. I genuinely love this author. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where is this place? She asked one, one of the children, a little boy who was digging with a pick. This is the coal mine of the Krampus where he makes naughty children dig coal, said the child. Angelina told the boy not to worry that she had come to rescue all the children from Krampus. (laughs) And then she used the golden scissors to cut through the iron chains that bound the children as easily as if they were paper chains. I don't think this child knows how um, metal density works, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And looking among the children, she found her sister, Suthia, and hugged her, happy to be reunited with her. Unfortunately, then Suthia told her that the tunnels of the Krampus coal mine were like a labyrinth, and only it knew the way out. But then Angelina lit the candle of frankincense, and to their amazement, the candle became a star, shining like the star of Bethlehem, and following the oh star... Oh, my God. <laughs> and... Okay. Okay. <laughs> and... As if the scissors weren't enough, now we have a candle turning into the star of David. Okay. <laughs> following the star along the maze of dark tunnels. You're forgetting they got magically transported. To oh, that's <laughs> true. They did. Okay. It's magic. Angelina and the children found their way out of Krampus's coal mine. But then, outside the entrance to the coal mine, they saw a room where Krampus was lying on a bed, snoring, fast asleep. <laughs> what do we do now? asked Suthina. Angelina run. opened... <laughs> Just run. Angelina opened up the bottle of mirth. Mirth is for anointing people, she said, so perhaps we are to anoint ourselves with it. And saying that, she poured some on her hand and is... Soon as the fragrant oil touched her hand, it became invisible. This must be to hide from the Krampus, she said, and proceeded to pour the bottle of myrrh over her head and the heads of Suthia and all the other children, making them all invisible. They're all invisible now. (laughs) How silly of me. I didn't realize that. Obviously. (laughs) Then, being careful not to make any noise, the children tiptoed across the room to the door of the Krampus's house and opening it went outside. Once they saw they were on top of a snowy mountain and there was no way down the mountain. We're trapped said Suthia. Oh gosh, now they're trapped. (laughs) How do we get home now? Just then they heard the sound of sleigh bells and across the sky they saw Santa riding in his sleigh pulled by flying reindeers. I just about spewed my tea all over the microphone. I love that Santa shows up to, like, grab them from this hill, but, like, doesn't come save a bunch right. of children from a cold. <laughs> they were still working on the chain like game. Like, a, a literal chain game. Yeah. And Santa's like, meh. <laughs> I, I guess since you made it this far, now I can help you. Quick, children, said Santa Claus, landing on the side of the mountain. Get aboard my sleigh before the Krampus catches you. <laughs> and so Angelina and the other children got on the back of Santa's sleigh, And then, tugging upon his reins, Santa Claus made the sleigh rise up into the air, and they flew across the sky. But Santa, said Angelina, why are you helping us? I thought the Krampus worked for you to punish all the naughty children. Don't believe everything you hear, said Santa Claus. (laughs) Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's real. 
that Krampus is really my mortal enemy, just as I was chosen by the powers of light to bring Christmas cheer to all the children of the world, he was made by the powers of darkness to spoil Christmas. Oh. But then, suddenly, from behind them, they heard a sound of howling, and turning around, Angelina saw the Krampus pursuing them in a sleigh drawn by a pack of flying arctic wolves. No! <laughs> they have not gotten away yet? Oh my goodness. <laughs> then, the Krampus started to hurl lumps of coal at them. <laughs> pew, 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 pew! Where? We're under attack, said Sophia as a lump of coal went whizzing past them. But then Angelina picked up one of the parcels that were piled up in the back of Santa's sleigh. We can use these, she said. Oh, yes, let's throw the toys at him. (laughs) Then she and the other children started to throw the parcels at Krampus and Suthia and hit the old goat right between the horns so that he (laughs) fell backward off his sleigh, plummeting to the ground far below. (laughs) Oh! It's a one-time only thing. I'm never making another sheet noise. That was awesome. But then, as they were looking down, they saw Santa's workshop, and tugging upon the reins again, Santa Claus brought his flying sleigh in to land beside it. Then, the doors of Santa's workshop magically opened, and following Santa Claus inside, Angelina and the other children saw all of Santa's little gnome helpers (laughs) dancing. I, I'm sure that this author was clicking this, like, synonym button a lot. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Elves, gnomes, same thing. Dancing and singing and having a Christmas party. And then the gnomes gave them all cake and ice cream to eat and lemonade to drink. Oh. <laughs> Not hot chocolate? <laughs> lemonade seems so <laughs> odd. I mean, come on. Then they joined in the dancing and singing until they all started to feel very tired, and Angelina and Susina, sitting upon Santa's lap, started to close their eyes. But then, when they opened their eyes again, the two little girls both realized they were at home in their beds. Did we dream at all, I wonder? Angelina asked her sister. However, when Angelina and Susina went downstairs under the tree, they saw two big presents wrapped in colored paper and tied with a ribbon. One addressed to each of them, and inside Susia's were a lot of little dolls that looked like she... Angelina, the Krampus, all of the children. Angelina had rescued and Santa Claus while inside Angelina's present was a picture book telling of their whole adventure. The end. Wow. And I know this is from a child, so like, let me be clear. When I'm laughing, it is not... They did a good job. I think <laughs> that was a pretty exciting story. I, just, I mean, come on. I love it because it's that fantastical narrative that, yes. that you can only get from like a child's point of yes. view. But this was more of a, like, lighthearted one. I found there was one where someone was talking about the Krampus in their neighborhood taking the fellow children that I found, which was pretty graphic and gory. Oh. And if you guys go, Oof. I think it was either Reddit or Creepypasta had the story, but the author had, like, rights to it. Yeah. Go find it. Read it. It's a really cool, creepy story. There's another one where someone goes into detail about three separate um, occurrences that um, the author clearly points to as a Krampus kidnapping based on all the evidence they oh. have. And I really wanted to tell that one, but the author was like four times was like, no, 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 no. Oh, gosh, no. yeah. So, like, please go look those up. Cool. So I wanted to look and find something non-copyrighted, but since I couldn't, I decided that you all deserve a nice little Christmas story 
<laughs> so I figured, why not go for something classic and just kind of change it around so that you can all tell your beautiful children the story of Krampus. Oh gosh, okay. So, I'm, I'm going to tell you the story of the night before Krampus. <laughs> the night before Krampus? Alright, you ready? I'm ready. Twas the night before Krampus when all through the home every child was frightened of being alone. The parents had told them be very aware, knowing that Krampus might soon be there. The children were hiding so deep in their beds as horrors of chained hoofs wove in their heads. As Ma left us kisses and Pa tipped his cap, they scurried away to take the long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, we both jolted up, knowing what was the matter. Away to the windows I flew like a bullet, shut all of our shutters, and hoped that would hold it. Oh, gosh. The moon hit the beast as he stood in the snow, his shadow then fell on the children below. When what did my wandering eyes did appear, but the beast who took children and ate them, I fear. Mm. With hoofs clad in iron chains and jaws that could crush us, I knew in that moment it had to be Krampus. More rapid than cougars as towards us he came, and he cackled and shouted as he called us by name. Now child, O oh child of sinners and vixens, on Satan and hell you'll be in my prison. To the back of the house, under our beds, we moved away, ran away, though we knew we were dead. As bulls that charge blindly into a fight, when he met with an obstacle, he took it with might. So into our house, past the deadbolts, he flew, with a pack full of children and his birch rod, too. And then in an instant, I felt in my core the scraping and stomping as he strode on our floor. Oh, gosh. As I drew in my head, trying not to be found, his dark eyes met mine. He was down on the ground. He was covered in fur from his hoof to his head, and all of him tarnished with blood from the dead. In only a second, he sprung his attack and flung my poor sister right into his pack. His eyes, how they glowed. His horns, oh so scary. His cheeks were so gaunt. His nostrils were flaring. His wide, crooked grin drew up in a bow, allowing a snake's tongue to flick to and fro. Oh, jeez. His hand wrapped around his cruel beating rod, and he looked up and down in an assessing nod. He had a sharp, narrow face and nary a belly, but the aura around him turned my insides to jelly. He was everything dark, an imp, not an elf. I let out a scream in spite of myself. A squint of an eye, a jerk of his head. He started away, but I still wasn't dead. My gut and my jaw both hit the ground. My head started spinning, my heart in fast pound. As he left the way that he came, I swore once again that he called out my name. One final word as he strode out of sight. You better be good before next Krampus night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> That is significantly, like, scary enough to to describe Krampus. Yeah. I was like, okay, we need, we need an official Krampus story to tell our kids when they ask about Krampus. Yeah. That's it. He's going to steal you. He's going to wrap you up in his sack. <laughs> He's going to take you away. And you won't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun with it. I was like, That's I'm, awesome. I'm going to create a Krampus story. Brilliant. But, Nicely but done. really, they have a good time with the, the Krampus events in Germany. They 
all of it seems really happy and healthy for the community despite all the debauchery right. and stuff. And everything I've read about it, as scary as Krampus should be, is like relatively on the positive side. Um, I I don't know if I could look at a big hairy goat beast with horns <laughs> and a little tongue flicking out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I could look at that as like, you know, positive. <laughs> But I mean, okay, if you're being a good kid, he's giving you good stuff, right? So I th- I think it it goes back to the um the anti Santa Claus. Anti Santa Claus. Yeah. 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 So um I I think it's all about that balance, the yin and yang. Yeah. So if you're going to have a Saint Nick, going to have a Saint Nick that you know, comes out, sees the kids, takes care of them. I mean, have... he still has his naughty and nice list, but let's be honest. If if you're naughty, all you get is a lump of coal or you don't get what you want. Yeah. Some kids are be like, eh, whatever. I don't care. And you know, there's some kid out there with a really cool, like, science set, too, that's like, this coal is going to be a diamond in, like, four weeks top. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Santa, but... Ha ha, joke's on you. Joke's on you. Yeah. I am smart. <laughs> yes, I have science. <laughs> yeah, but it, I thought it was really interesting um, that the different regions had um, same type of I anti-character. Too. I do too. But I mean, I get it as a parent. If you're going to like say, hey, we're going to have this awesome guy who's going to bring you presents, children do tend to get spoiled by that. So I get wanting to be like, but. Right. You have to be good or else <laughs> you're going to get stuffed in a pack, thrown down a river, beaten with a rod, you name it. Right. For sure. For sure. So would you have tea with Krampus? Um, that is a negatory ghost rider. I don't think I could handle that. No? No. I mean, I'm not a kid. He's not going to take me. <laughs> um, True. Plus, True. if he truly is, like, a son of hell, like, there's a lot there that I got to unpack with him. Like, I got to be like, okay, first off, you're real, which means if you're, are you, are you the son of hell? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, cool. Um, <laughs> so she's real. So um, what, what about the rest of them? Like, I, I need to know. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. I, I. You know, for as as much as I would do that with the Yeti and the Bigfoot and with Krampus, I, there's something about the horns, you know, and the well, and I, I mean, he does. He fits all of the devilish, devilish aspects that we've come to know, and so there is something about would would you have tea with what's almost basically the devil? I mean, if it was the devil, that'd be a different story. But for me, it's like, this is Krampus. And he's clearly got some sort of moral code if he's only going after naughty children. Oh, well, that's true. So it's not just some dude who's just all evil in some way. Do you know, I wish I could. I think, actually, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Because it all happens, like, um, Krampus knocked is, like, the 5th of December. And then St. Nicholas Day is the 6th. Yeah. So it's like. Bad stuff one day. Good stuff. Good the stuff ne- the next. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, and and he leaves the good children alone. Any like truly evil thing would not have enough of a conscience for that. I don't think. Well, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. So I'm like, I would tea with him. No. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Still don't want to tea with Krampus. Sorry. Will, will you? Will you tell the story of Krampus to your children? 
to keep them good for Chris. Them, I don't know because I I mean to be fair, <laughs> I think my kids are scared enough of me that I don't need a Krampus <laughs> because I'm like y'all better act right or else. I don't even think it's when you get all all Southern mom on him. I think it's when you get a little German on him and you're like Zetzensi. Oh well, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, when I start talking to them in German, they... I have never seen kids sit down faster. You could be saying, you're awesome, have some pancakes, and they're like... She's speaking in German. (laughs) I'm sitting. I'm sitting. Yeah, I know. Well, I wanted to keep it short and sweet because I know you all have Christmas to get to, and so I really hope that you're having lovely holidays with your families, whatever they are. Yes. And... You know, I'm glad that you guys take a little bit of time out of your holidays and listen to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and drink some drink some warm hot chocolate, eggnog, tea, whatever. Ooh. Cozy up with us for a little bit. And then, hey, go visit with the family and have some holiday cheer. Yeah. And, you know, when the holidays are over, I'd love if you guys want to take a look on our Facebook or Instagram and, you know, hey, maybe email us at info at Steeped Mystery if you decide to tell your kids about Krampus and tell us how that goes. Oh, absolutely. We love to hear from you guys. We yep. really do. Yep. And I don't know. Is there anything else? I don't think so. All right. Watch out for Krampus. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye.